and live. You'd think we've done this before. Yeah, it seems like we've done this before. Wow. On your end, it's so crazy because I just assume <laughs> like there's going to be some sort of like blinking light or something that tells you. No, I mean, there's the, uh, there's the count. This is the thing I love about After Effects. So this is what bit me when I when we recorded the one with Jacob, which was um, so uh, it starts off with like a thirty second selection, and when you get to the end of that thirty seconds, it just stops recording instead of um, oh, I see. just continuing ad infinitum. So I had to clear the selection, and now that I've done that, it's actually going to record. <laughs> so hello, people who are listening later. <laughs> yes, we're just a little bit late. Uh, we can get to that shortly. But uh, yeah, welcome to the Montreal Sauce uh, podcast. Um, so once again, apparently you've made a mistake when you were typing in that URL <laughs> and you were trying to go to your favorite cat site, Molly's Paws, and you ended up at Montreal Sauce. Um <laughs> But uh, don't don't let that scare you away. You should keep listening because uh, we always have a good time. I'm Chris, and uh, we usually just get together through the sorcery and uh, uh, dark arts of the interwebs. <laughs> yeah, to, this is true. To chat all the way from Edmonton, Canada, where I live, with my friend Paul here, who's back in Michigan. Yeah, and we yeah. talk uh, the web, um, technology, entertainment, that kind of stuff. And uh, also, we bring on guests occasionally who uh, make cool things on the internet, uh, whether those are physical goods that you can purchase or digital goods that you can also purchase or maybe even just view online. Um, I can't wait until digital goods is like a euphemism for something. (laughs) (laughs) Forget family jewels. Nobody cares about jewelry anymore. That's right. That's right. Don't kick me in the digital goods digital goods <laughs> <laughs> only digits near the digital jewel, jewels jewels digital goods digital jewels say digital that five jewels. times fast boom <laughs> so, jewel as in a you know a uh, uh, a measure of energy oh. digital jewels not analog jewels that's a freebie out there when you go to start your band you can name it digital jewels <laughs> digital jewels I like it. Nice. Yes. And yeah. I think this has an extra NPR flavor to it because we're both kind of keeping our voices a little bit low and we're right next to each other. So there's a little bit of a different yeah. <laughs> style to it instead yeah. of the, the normal Skype delay, let the other person finish kind of back and forth. Yeah. I was just going to surprise the live audience and say I was going to do something that like I've, I've never done before during the podcast and that is I'm taking a camera out. <laughs> and I'm going to take a picture of Paul. That's never been possible before. That's true. And we're waiting for the flash because the camera is like, oh, you get the sound effect? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm back in Michigan visiting and uh, I sat down uh, with Paul to do a podcast. So usually I'm way in Canada and now I'm actually here. Yeah. It's crazy. So that's one of the reasons that uh, I didn't really spend a lot of effort to try to get a guest. We were actually going to try to uh, reunite the I Like Juice podcast uh, folks in to do this today. But uh, it didn't happen, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, like uh, Montreal Sauce is actually a spinoff. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mon- Montreal Sauce is... 
Frasier to I Like Juice's Cheers. Yes. Ooh, <laughs> good. That's a great reference. Wow. Yeah, there you go. I would have gone out with something like horrible, like <laughs> we're like the uh, Enos to the Dukes of Hazard or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so years ago, oh, that's a horrible phrase. Years ago, um, <laughs> Mr. Delu had his own podcast called I Like Juice, and they got together for dinner and just chatted, and it was a lot of fun. And there was lots of chewing noises, lots of <laughs> silverware clinking on, <laughs> lots of waitresses going, "What? What? What are you guys Why, doing? What are you hooking up here? <laughs> um, and am I being recorded right now? <laughs> yes. Just sign this; it's fine. What is it? What's this mention about my kidneys? You're fine. Don't worry. We rarely exercise that clause. <laughs> it just became too difficult. Do you know how much ice you have to, to buy to steal someone's kidneys? Wait a minute. We're at a restaurant. You guys have ice, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, they, you can find um, the old I Like Juice episodes on the blog of the lion, I believe. Yes, that's correct. And iTunes. If you search really hard. <laughs> yeah, so if you, if you search uh, using the words, I like and juice, in quotation marks, yeah, in that order, <laughs> you'll almost certainly find it based on the integrity of iTunes search. Ooh. <laughs> that's, a, that's the name of your first album, Digital Jewels. Digital Jewels. The Integrity. The integrity. Of iTunes search. <laughs> I'm sure that won't get you banned from the App Store or from the <laughs> iTunes Store at all. <laughs> I like that. That's iTunes good. TM. <laughs> Today's sponsor is not iTunes. <laughs> that is definitely correct. In fact, we're glad that you could find us after we had to move to Stitcher. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I have any notes where it's... Uh, we love you, Apple. It's okay. Please keep us on iTunes. Thanks. Yeah, right. <laughs> is there is there a metric or uh, statistics on iTunes to get downloads or no? Uh, so we use PodTrack, PodTrack.com, and it tracks uh, the individual downloads. And the closest I could get to like knowing what iTunes subscribership we have is I could look at the downloads and look at the... They actually keep track of like the user agent, so what program is reporting in when it says I'm downloading an episode. Oh, okay. So they do a little bit of analysis that tell me that um, probably 50% of downloads come from Apple devices in general, whether that's um, iTunes or people using the podcasts app or maybe even people using other apps, but that report as being on iOS. Um and then the other half all come from uh, a mix of Android and um, web browsers and uh, other users. Those are agents. those are all me doing show notes. <laughs> 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 yeah, I. Uh, that's my actually. I want to learn to code uh, sometime soon because I really just want to hack like uh, my okay. Android. System so that I can say my user agent is like a just like a random animal Coug- cougar. <laughs> nice. I think that'd be awesome. A right. bowl of soup. 
<laughs> We've got 50% of our downloads are from Apple devices, 20 are from Android, and there's one download from a bowl of soup. A bowl of soup. <laughs> in, in parentheses, gecko like WebKit. <laughs> I didn't get that, but I laughed. <laughs> I'm so not a developer. It's all right. A lot of a lot of uh, so, if you read user agent strings, a lot of programmers have had to do tricks to like figure out what browser are you, so I can serve you the right type of HTML. Um, because it. for a long time, browsers were a lot less standards compatible than they are now. Um, and so one of the dirtier tricks that web developers will use is look at that user agent string. And if I can figure out that you look like an Internet Explorer, I'll, I'll um, pass you this set of HTML. But if you look like um, Netscape, which for a long time used the Gecko engine, or Mozilla, I should say, Firefox used the Gecko engine, uh, I think still uses the Gecko engine, it will have like indicators of what engines they're using and things like that. But many web browsers then got wise to that trick and started spoofing other people's user agents. And so like user (laughs) agent strings just got longer and longer because they would include more and more pieces of like other vendors strings to try to trick your website into giving you a certain set of code. Um, which why is why now web developers wisely don't really use that user agent string except for <laughs> analytics purposes. <laughs> so then you can also show like false numbers, right? Like if someone has a bunch of things in the user agent string, you can say, "Oh, I'm getting like hits from people like using Internet Explorer and Firefox because they've <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> if you're matching it. if you're matching like scanning the log and it, I guess it de- would depend on what like algorithm you were using, but yeah, you could, you could say, Oh, I've got 20 hits that look like internet Explorer and I've got 30 hits that look like Firefox. And if you were matching against the wrong thing or you're matching against multiple things, you could, you could double count potentially. Hmm. That's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Falsify numbers. Exactly. <laughs> Who knew like web developers could be accountants. Yes. Um, <laughs> analytics projects can be the worst unless you like love that kind of stuff, but yeah. Yeah, it's kind of it's interesting like how much it's like so in vogue nowadays. Like it was kind of fun to like follow statistics of like sports players and stuff, but now it's like an obsession. Yeah, yeah. I was um I was reading an article the other day and I don't remember exactly where I was reading this, but it was, it was along those lines of, um, it was some com or not a commentator, but just a sports fan saying, um, that they really liked watching the world cup. And part of the reason that they liked watching the world cup was because you got to listen to the British commentators and a, I mean, you're listening to uh, something that's more akin to the Queen's English. And so all all of the phrasing sounds like it has a little bit more of a flourish to it. But the other part of it is there's so much less ambiguous, like weird statistics that they're following. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> this, this coach is 11 and three since his last colonoscopy or something right, like that. Yeah, like it's just say, these weird In the purple up. shirt. Yeah, know, like, exactly. Yeah. When they wear the alternate away jersey, they're ten and zero. So, 
I always, um, whenever they, whenever they say those statistics, I'm always like wondering, like, who, who's that guy tracking that? <laughs> like, yeah. there's like one guy in charge of statistics, and like, aside from like how many goals this person scored and assist, he's also got to track like if he's wearing like the the Bayer skates or the you know like <laughs> right. I'm like, what right. is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did they decide to start? tracking anything along those lines yeah. right yeah what right. what like what sort of crazy meeting was that where they're like yeah i want to know what the players eat before the game <laughs> do they win more <laughs> when they eat mexican or does that slow them down right <laughs> do you need statistics to answer that question is the real <laughs> is the real question <laughs> definitely slower <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not so. It's like new data, like that the Fitbit will track. <laughs> right. Yeah. It now has an aroma sensor. <laughs> ah, you're actually in a Thai restaurant. So nice. Yeah. I sense curry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care if that's a sensor now. I want it to be like a superpower. <laughs> that would be great. It needs to have it needs to have a great uh, celebrity voice to be part of that too. So your wrist your wristband your smartwatch starts talking to you when it yes. senses different things. I sense curry. <laughs> yes, I like it. Remember, you didn't sleep so well the last time you ate that. <laughs> that's what I'm afraid of. That's that's all I'm I'm scared of is like the sensors being like that smart, like. Yeah, I, I actually thought when I was younger that um, when they would always talk about oh people are you know overweight and stuff, and I was like still in college, and um, I was like, why don't they put like a scale in front of all the vending machines? <laughs> like <laughs> you punch in your A five to get like those Doritos, and the machines like how about a rice cake? <laughs> right. <laughs> I've checked your BMI, and I'm going to suggest rice cake. <laughs> but yeah, that's invasive. Yes, true. Yeah, like Daryl Hall says, I can't go for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, whoa! <laughs> I can't be Daryl Hall. I have the mustache. No, so can do. I have to be John Oates. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard any of the uh, band? Is it Garfunkel and Oates? Yes. Yeah, I I know I've heard one or two of their things, but I can't remember them offhand. But just the mention of either Simon and Garfunkel or Hall and Oates will make me think of the cleverness of that band name. I love those ladies. They're funny. Yeah, they, they're getting their own show on IFC soon. Oh, awesome! And um, uh, half of Garfunkel and Oates. That's a good question. I'm assuming she's uh, Garfunkel because she's taller and blonde. Uh, <laughs> Ricky Lindholm um, has been in a couple movies. Like I think I didn't see it, but I think she was in that. Um, ooh, what do you Rapture Palooza? I okay. believe she was in that. Um, but she also hosts a podcast on the Nerdist Network. Oh, nice! Called Making It with uh, Ricky. And she just interviews people and talks about their careers. And typically, I don't know if it's every show because I only listen to one or two, 
but typically her her counterpart Oats is with her and their thing they totally stole it from you <laughs> their thing is they take this celebrity out to dinner but they always take the celebrity or whoever they're interviewing to Olive Garden <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so I listened to one with Colin Hanks and they took him to Olive Garden and I was just like <clears throat> I I can take him or leave him um he was in Dexter, and I thought he was an awful actor. But he was in some, <laughs> he was in some movie where everyone was like, "Wow, Colin Hanks, he's really good." I can't remember the name of it, but it was like his breakout role, and I watched it, and I was like, "This is a good movie." Um, but yeah, he didn't impress me in Dexter. But I felt really bad. Like uh, I'm dishing now, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to be better and a nicer person. But when I listened to the podcast, he was like so L.A. Oh, okay. So, like, he's like, what? He's, like, reading the descriptions on the Olive Garden menu, and he's like, what is that? Like, (laughs) he was just, like, intrigued by everything, like, in Olive Garden, and I was taking offense because I am a hard Midwesterner, so I was like, that's food, buddy. Yeah, exactly. He's like, what's an onion straw? And I was like, seriously. It's a breadstick, and you can have as many of them as you want. Believe me, they're delicious. <laughs> of course, they were making fun of these like crazy drinks that Olive Garden had, which were like these bizarre flavored martinis that didn't sure. even sound good to me. So sure. I had to let them go on that one. But but yeah, so they just like take uh, people to Olive Garden and interview them at the table. And I was like, it's totally I like juice. It Thieves. Is. Yeah. Thieves. But with, uh, you know, famous people. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's the difference, isn't it? It's minor. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's minor, but it can result in higher download numbers. (laughs) Not a guarantee. Like like that time we had Vin Diesel on? Yeah. Just go ahead and search the back catalog for that. (laughs) I forgot. Season season one somewhere. Yeah, I was really bad at putting that stuff in show notes, though. So you might just have to listen to them all. (laughs) Um, We just start getting download numbers on the back catalog. That'd be sweet. (laughs) Speaking of uh, humorous... Oh, I was having internet problems. I never did announce that we were online, but that's... No biggie. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, speaking of humorous <laughs> musicians, um, did you catch any of uh, Weird Al's uh, music videos when he was releasing them, like, once a day? Uh, I saw the, um, I think it was his finale, the one that was all... Synergy. And- yes. Yeah. I caught that one, which nice. I thought was awesome. I was a big Weird Al fan um, when he did the... Um, now I can't remember what it's called, but it had the Jurassic Park okay. type logo on, the, on yeah. the cover of it. I had that on cassette tape. Yeah. It was excellent. That one is, uh, I can't remember that one, but I think it's like, it's pre-running with scissors, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Jurassic Park sure is frightening in the dark. All the dinosaurs are running wild. Pretty good. <laughs> he, uh... I was having a problem because um, I am a big Weird Al fan, but I don't know any of the new music. 
So I'm like, oh, what? I don't. It's not parody to you at that it, point. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> it's just weird sounding. Music. Yeah, I'm like, this is kind of an awful song, but the lyrics are funny. And then people are like, dude, that's like Happy by Feral. Of course you've heard that. And I'm yeah. like, no, mm. I don't listen to the radio. <laughs> <laughs> like I got a CD player in my car when I was like you know nineteen and never listened to the radio ever again in my entire <laughs> life. I went from CD player to like connect your MP3 player to connect your phone and yeah, I'm done. Like I don't. Yeah. Now that I have a rental car because I'm back in Michigan, I'm like playing around with the radio stations and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Like. There's no good radio stations in West Michigan. It's all like classic rock, like 100% classic rock. Maybe you can yes. throw a country station in there somewhere. Yes. I barely found a pop station, and I wasn't sure if it was like a top 40 station because they're playing like songs that I know from the 90s and 2000s. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, here's a new Nicki Minaj song. I'm like, oh, so you are a top 40 station. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, I used to, I I lie, I did listen to NPR because I'm like, once you turn 35, like that's the only time you're, <laughs> the only place your radio station will go. So Right, <laughs> right. It's just auto-tuned to the, to the three NPR stations in your area. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. I don't know how the car knows. <laughs> but yeah, and I was just playing with radio stations like to kill the time driving back and forth, but also... Because it was on my steering wheel, and I was like, oh, I've never had this before. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. And speaking of NPR, I was listening to them today, and again, like, totally stealing uh, <laughs> Kai Rizdahl of Marketplace. Like, he was, they were advertising, like, tonight they were going to talk to the people who made Sharknado. I was like, hello, that's what we do. We do, like, movie stuff. That's like exactly what we do. Why does Marketplace doing movie stuff? Yeah. That this is our box. Get out. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to get Conan O'Brien on to talk about Sharknado on the uh, on Montreal sauce. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> I've never actually seen it. I haven't seen it either. Awesome. But uh, he was uh, he was promoting it because he has he. The, I mean the 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 second one had a million celebrity cameos in it, didn't it? It was like oh, really? one of those. Uh, I think it was the kind of thing where sci-fi was like, we know that we're doing this weird thing. And so we're just going to get a bunch of people in it and make the corniest movie but that has a bunch of big names in it so that people will want to watch it for the fact that it's corny, but it has all these big names in it. So Nice. I didn't know yeah. that. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that movie 43, it's like a sketch, oh, yeah. sketch comedy film, and that one has like just gobs and gobs of stars in it and so i was really intrigued when i saw the previews and then it didn't i don't think it did anything at the box office really too much no yeah all the all the critic all the all the critics that i read said it was not good and so. then i watched it on like netflix i think and um there were a few funny moments it almost felt like a better script than like the you know all the hundreds of like scream parodies or whatever that sure. yeah. scary movies, but um, <laughs> it was a little bit better than that. But it had lots of people in it, and I was like, "This is how um, Seth Green from Robot Chicken gets people, yeah, 
gets yeah. big names to do things because this is movie 43 is just a bunch of sketches. So it's like, sure. yeah. you know, right. yeah, I can spend eight hours today filming this and you can either pay me or not pay me. And then I'm <laughs> right. done filming right. for the entire film. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm sure that was kind of the whole Sharknado thing too. Just like, come on in. It was the last one's a big success. Right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there's a shoot for a day and then, okay, see you later. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. Like, uh, I'm going to have to share a recipe later because obviously I do feel like that sort of, uh, what's that um, NPR show with the... uh, Oh, uh, The Delicious Dish. Thank you. Yes. That's That's the 930 bell. Oh. The computer goes off and reminds me to do something at 9.30. Yes, I see. (laughs) And that sound, I think, has made it into the podcast like four or five episodes now. (laughs) And and now I have like context. It's awesome because I have heard that a couple times. I'm like, oh, (laughs) I always blame the guest because because, um, Paul is such a professional too. Right, right. I'm like, oh, the guest did something silly. Turns out. It's just me forgetting to turn notifications off every single time we record. <laughs> it's okay. I was like, okay, what are the things that I usually do before I record? And then I remember to turn the audio off on my uh, tablet because I'm holding it in my hand. But then I was like, oh, I didn't do that on my phone. I was like, it's not connected to anything because I'm out of my country. So it's not going to beep at all. <laughs> I sure. say that confidently, and like yeah. you, I will have a calendar reminder that comes on. Right, exactly. <laughs> Something local to the phone will be like, yeah. which has been very successful. I think I posted that um, in a previous show notes, but uh, that uh, BiCal calendar server thing that I've used to like sort of take over for Google Calendar so that I have my own calendar, mm-hmm. no one spying on it or hosting it, sort of. Um, <laughs> I, I have that now, and... Um, it's been working great. So, one cool. step one of relieving myself from Google. That sounded wrong. <laughs> or relieving yourself on Google. Whoa. <laughs> Just don't do it on Google Plus. That gets you kicked off. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I can't like say anything bad about them. That's right. <laughs> yeah, my um. I think I'm going to be smart, but it's not It's not happening. I, I can't even find the right word. I say relieve. <laughs> but I do have a, sadly, I have a dictionary um, thing on my home screen on my phone, my lock screen. Oh, nice. So that it tells me new words that I can learn. Okay. And uh, because it's not connected, the word is disconnected, and it says the definition is the reason you don't see a definition right now. <laughs> it's pretty clever by the developer of that particular... Yes. Dash clock yes. uh, widget. <laughs> yeah. One day, I was just telling someone at lunch, uh, one day you can choose your dictionaries in this uh, dash clock widget, or you can just say cycle through all of the online dictionaries. And one of them is Urban Dictionary, so you can get some really fun words popping in there. And after a while, I was like getting sort of... You feel kind of strange, like when you pull your phone out, like because it's beeping or something in a conversation, then your lock screen says like some horrible word in the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm like, I'm going to turn that off. 
But uh, before I did that, it um, one day I opened it up and it had a very good word, and the word was smelfy. <laughs> and that's when you just sort of like lift your arm slightly and smell your own armpit to make sure you don't stink. It's oh, a okay. smelfy. It's a smelfy. That was, makes sense. Yeah, I was like, that actually makes sense, and it yeah, works totally. I like it. <laughs> I'm like this one, we can use. Yes, it's not offensive. Yeah. It's true. <clears throat> <laughs> Anytime I leave the gym, I take a smelfy. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like first you say, um, you know, we all set our watches to make sure we're on the same time, and then we do our smelfies. Yeah, <laughs> right. Coordinate, <laughs> synchronize. Yeah, synchronize your smelfies. Synchronize your smelfies. <laughs> <laughs> Show title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not in the IRC either, so we're not like seeing anybody. Oh yeah, that's I'll right. Pull that up a second. I knew there was uh, something that I was going to do. Like uh, I will go ahead and uh, yeah, open that up. Oops. Yeah. It's like the one time there's like four people in there. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, I don't think they're even here. <laughs> uh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> but we're coming. This this is true. So, um, I was uh, going to mention. Hmm. Oh yeah, since this is like delicious dish because we're talking in hushed voices in the same room. There are some people. Whoa! Check this out. There's Mister Delu. I've never seen that guy. <laughs> yeah. There's Lunar and. I'm not even going to try that other one. <laughs> I can't see it because I'm 41 years of age. <laughs> and they're saying hi and bye. <laughs> oh, I know who that person is. I think that's my wife. Ooh. Does it look like Soba Kafanu? Yes. Yeah. I can never say it. We just say Sob for short. So, okay. Sob. Sob. That's what I say anyway. Soby. Yeah. So be yourself. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. And it, I apologize. It's the first time. She must be missing me. Wow. The first time I think she's been a guest in the room. <laughs> she just made it soapy. Nice. Aww, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember how to do that in IRC. Wow. My wife is one smart cookie. Well, she married me, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Captive audience. So hello IRC. I'm going to see if I can figure out how to like crank up the font size so that Chris can see what is being said as well without having I, to squint. I can see it. It's I was just joking. I'm really good. Yeah, see that says uh concert enjoy. Yes. Close enough. Oh. Have fun. My wife's going to a concert. concert without me. Enjoy uh bye. It's a live concert in Allendale, Michigan, called Montreal Sauce. Yes. Taped live. She's going <laughs> taped in front of a live studio. <laughs> That's right. Taped as if anything in here actually is tape. <laughs> oh, she left the chat room. Now we can talk about her. She'll never listen to the back episode. <laughs> That's right. She must be off to some crazy folk concert because Canada and folk is like, they love each other. <laughs> I was just telling my friend that uh, Canada loves their folk. 
their folk music. Everyone from like Newfoundland is like a folk singer. Everyone, everyone. Oh, really? Yeah. And the the best ones that are from uh, from Newfoundland have like crazy like Tom Waits voices, like <laughs> really unique voices. Like yeah. they don't sound like Tom Waits. They just have like these bizarre voices, and yeah. they sing about like being out on the ocean and things. And yeah, hmm. I'm pretty much done with it. <laughs> it's like you listen to Celine Dion sing and you're like she sings like so beautifully and then you listen to her talk and you're like oh sure yeah you're like how can she like sings like in perfect like English but when she talks <laughs> she sounds so French right yeah and the Newfoundland people they don't care like when they sing they sound like when they talk oh okay gotcha <laughs> so you're like, whoa that's unique yeah yeah, there, there. I've just offended more Canadians. <laughs> they won't let me back in the country now. So, ooh, you, you get a high boss. High boss. Lunar. Someone at the office who often moons people. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's actually your boss because he's um. He's just trying to throw you off with he's that. He's just trying to throw me off. It's actually Mark. Yep, it's Mark. <laughs> and he's Listen like, in. yeah, he's like, oh, I was going to invest in these guys, but it's been awful so far. Right. I thought they were going to talk about Zardoz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> as everyone has a Sean Connery impression, as we learned in the Jacob Cook episode. <laughs> this is true. That's right. Yeah, part two of that is what's coming out on Friday, I believe. Part two of the yes, Jacob Cook. This is true. I have show notes done for another episode even. Wow, awesome. Uh, yeah, traveling has let me to, to have some time <laughs> on my hands. So. so you've been using a new app on uh, your tablet to do the markdown with, correct? Yeah. It's called, uh, I think it's called Jot. Jotter or Jotta Pad. I have the tablet in my hand. I have yet to look. That's kind of funny. <laughs> but um, it's free, but the pay version will allow you to preview. Ah. You know, like, yeah. uh, like 97% of any sort of markdown app you've ever seen on the computer or anything just has two panes, like one to show you what it'll look like and one that you're typing in. Yep. And this one is like, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> which I can think, I think like for a power user, like, which is the reason why people choose to use Markdown, like you're just typing away and you don't have to press any keys. Right. Cause it's all. Yeah. So that's the power of Markdown. I'm finally getting it. So thanks to this app. So that's cool. But then I'm like getting a little nervous because it is nice to preview at first. So yeah, I found, um, Dillinger.io and What's cool is it's, uh, I think it's on the GitHub if you want the code yourself. But, um, ah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's totally open and you can download it and throw it up on a page and, um, do your own. But I just did it on his page and you can actually, it's, he's got, um, some fancy wizardry in there so you can connect it right to your Dropbox. Ah, cool. And you can preview and edit right out of your own Dropbox. And so I was like, well, that's weird. But it let me, and I mean, I don't know if he has access to my stuff now, but <laughs> I say like an old person. <laughs> right. But uh, right. 
But no, like the second day I went to use it, I had to like re-authenticate through Dropbox. So I think like my, you know, cookie or whatever. Yeah, there's some kind of, it's giving you some kind of a token. Yeah. Yep. So, so yeah, it's really sweet. And I was like, oh, maybe I should be using this. But um, I think that would be awesome from a computer, but from the tablet, it still seemed a little bit unrealistic just because of that token kind of a thing. Like, I'm not done editing, but, you know, the screen turned off because someone started talking to me, and now... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's really, like, uh, yeah, Dillinger.io, I was, like, really surprised. I'm like, this is really slick. Cool, so, cool. So yeah, so that's uh, that's how I found out uh, a way to do show notes while I've been on the road and in the airports and such, and yeah, I just made sure to download the podcast before I left. <laughs> <laughs> Today I um I was as usual, you know, I gotta I gotta be prepared in case like, you know, Tina bops in and we, we like have to quiz her about something. So I was looking yeah. for like crazy like <laughs> things to quiz her about and I forgot about this podcast that I caught a couple of times on like Boing Boing's network. It's called the uh Futility Closet. And um <laughs> they just find like these really bizarre like I guess um What's cool is it's a husband and wife team and they do okay. this podcast and they curate a website. I believe it's futilitycloset.com. And it's just, they have like all these curiosities, as you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've written a book uh, with all of their stuff in it uh, that they are always promoting. But it's, it's I think it's kind of cute that it's a husband and wife team too. But so they do these crazy stories like um, the first one I listened to. Stop me if you've heard this internet, but uh, <laughs> they were talking about like this uh, great race um, across the world with cars. Okay. And the whole time they were talking about it, I was like, like it was when cars first came out. And the whole time they're talking about it, I'm like, this is like so familiar. It's actually, there's like actually a movie, like, because it's Hollywood, it's loosely based on the true story. I didn't know Mm -hmm. that, but it's like a movie with like Tony Curtis and (laughs) I think like a really young Sly Sylvester Stone in it. But, uh, but it's, um, when the cars first came out, people like, I didn't know this, but until I listened to Futility Closet, but, um, when cars first came out, they were like a luxury item Mm -hmm. and to the point where, People didn't even drive them on the roads. Like when they first came out, they they would take them to what they call driving parks. And you would drive around with your friends and then you would take the car home. Huh. Um, And so people just thought it was sort of like this silly gadget like we have so many of today. Uh Right. And um, so these newspapers set out to say, you know, there's more you can do with a car. And so they sponsored this race across the world. So the idea okay. was to drive from like New York to Paris. Okay. Yeah, it sounds weird, yeah. but the idea was is they were gonna drive up to Alaska and cross. Oh, cross the Straits. Okay. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and while uh, it's frozen over. Yes. Yeah. So it was all about timing, and yeah. It was a huge story that people followed in the newspapers and there was like a German team and like two French teams and an American team and it was really fascinating to learn all this crazy stuff. Like they 
when they finally got to the um, straits, it wasn't frozen enough, <laughs> and the Americans were ahead, of course. Yes, and uh, so <laughs> so the commission that put the race together was like, "Well, just stay there for a while and see." And they were like, "Um, okay." So then the other team started catching up to them, mm-hmm. and uh, so then they said, "We're, we're never going to get across." And so the race people said, "Okay." We'll, we'll modify the rules and we'll put all the cars on a ferry and drive you over. And, and so then they had to wait for the other teams to like meet them in San Francisco or something. <laughs> and they all got on a ferry and then the race commission said, okay, we're going to, you know, we'll give you like a two day head start because you were ahead or something like sure, that. Yeah. And so it was just this really fascinating story about like this, like across the continents race with like cars when you like, when they literally still had like wooden wheels, you know, (laughs) like, yeah, it it was, uh, it was really cool. So, yeah. And today I was looking up something to like, uh, bother you guys with. And, um, I, anyway, so I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll check out what the podcast has to say. Cause it's been a long time since I listened to him. And I went to download it like on Panera's like free Wi-Fi. And it was like so dog slow. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't have to like do show notes like this when I was doing <laughs> our show. <laughs> so yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, and plus those preview episodes that I make available to you are raw. Yeah, they're raw and they're you know they're double the length because they're the full yeah the full two hour session. So they're like sixty or seventy megs a piece. <laughs> Yeah, I never noticed that. I finally got smart and put the feed in my podcatcher. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I typically do them on the computer where I have a keyboard and I can type, but yep, brought a keyboard with me with a tablet. So. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, there's not many options for Android tablets. Okay. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, because for which keyboards will work with them or just... In general, you know, like when you're looking for like a keyboard to work with something, there's like a billion iPad ones. Yeah, right. And it's like people don't seem to think, you know, and to that point, like it seems like Microsoft Surface, it's like here's a keyboard for it. Right, yeah, right. And every time I see like a Logitech one in a store, I'm like, that's a nice one. And then it says for use with iPad. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but that, those little Apple wireless keyboards is like... Boom, connected, and it knows it's an Apple keyboard. The Android does. Yeah. But I think it must just be sort of like the user agent thing we were just talking about in browsers. (laughs) I think I think the Apple keyboard is saying, hey, I'm an Apple keyboard because um, cut and paste is like control C and control V. Like it doesn't recognize the Apple command key. The Apple command key, sure. So, but yeah, it works just fine. Like, right out of the box. So, I've always been tempted to try like someone else's like Logitech like iPad keyboard. I'm like, because Androids are so much like computers. Like I can't believe they would balk and say no. Nope. Yeah, I would think. I would think as long as it's a Bluetooth keyboard that's implementing like the the Bluetooth standard keyboard um, configuration, it should probably work. I'd be surprised if it didn't. Yeah, I've always thought that too, but. The Apple keyboard seems to work when I need it. The only yeah. reason I ever wanted a keyboard was I like some of the Logitech ones where they just have that slot where you can just throw it in and now it looks like That's a laptop. That's nice, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, there was one that came out for uh, my Nexus 10 
And it was like some company, of course, no one's never heard, ever heard of. <laughs> and it had a slot like that. And then it had these like little tabs so that you could flip the key, flip the tablet down and it would snap on and just be like a protective case for it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's slick. And every time I went to Amazon, it was yet not available. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yes, the Amazon.ca portal of not nearly as much stuff to buy in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I uh, I am with you, uh, Lunar. Why doesn't Logitech make a good Bluetooth mouse? I would love it if they would make a good Bluetooth mouse instead of having to have the little universal dongle thingy. Yeah, I think uh, I can't speak for the company because we haven't chatted in a while. But uh, <laughs> but I think the issue has been for so very long, at least in my mind, like Bluetooth used to be such a power suck until like the new. Sure. Yeah. The, the low energy ones. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's like because like we've talked before on the show how like the uh, Bluetooth Mighty Mouse. Yeah, just goes through battery like batteries every like three weeks and yeah. the Bluetooth keyboard. I don't think I've ever put batteries in it in my life. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and Logitech um Logitech uh mice tend to uh just have regular like double A batteries in them, and a lot of times they try to get away with just one battery <laughs> instead of two or three because they, they don't want they want the mouse to have a certain amount of weight, but they don't want it to have like, oh, this thing is filled with lead acid batteries type of weight to it. So, <laughs> um, and, and yeah, my, uh, my wireless Logitech that does have the universal, um, USB dongle that goes with it. Um, it does seem like it lasts for a long time. Um, especially the one that I keep in my, uh, in my laptop bag that I just kind of get out occasionally, but I can't remember the last time I changed the batteries or even charged it for that matter. Um, and I use it not daily, but more than two to three times a week. I'm pulling it back out, turning it back on, using it for three, four hours, and then putting it away again. So it does a reasonable job. Luna is adding to the conversation as well. They make portable Bluetooth ones, but why not a performance? Oh, yeah, the big, the bigger um, performance MX mouse like we have at work um, that is... Uh, that is a pretty nice mouse. It's a it's nice a spot big, for your thumb. Yeah, it's got the spot for your thumb. It's a nice big ergonomic mouse, and they don't. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It doesn't make. Uh, they don't make one in, uh, in Bluetooth, but, but on the other hand, I also have. Um, well, here you can see my fancy Bluetooth solar keyboard, uh, that is also a Logitech, and it works with the Universal. So you only need one dongle. And right. both the keyboard and mouse work with at the same time. Um, and so, you know, they're, try they're trying to do, I guess, more or less the right thing in the sense that you only need the one dongle and you can use like five or six Logitech devices with a single dongle, um, which is nice because I leave one mouse at work and I leave one mouse in my bag. They both work. I don't have to switch anything. Um, they hilariously will both work at the same time. Which is a great way to troll your coworker. <laughs> yes. Why does the mouse keep moving? Yes. I do remember hearing a story, like, I think it was out of uh, Britain, where someone had, like, was having all kinds of computer problems for, like, a very long time. And 
probably like three or four months and they learned that like the neighbor like across like the the way on like mm-hmm. the sixth floor or something had like a Bluetooth keyboard and that's why he was always getting these weird characters or yeah. something like that. And it yeah. was like, so people were like, you know, what's with that keyboard? Like that it has that much of a power to like throw <laughs> out across like a, a street, you know, like yeah. a four lane street. To <laughs> Yeah. So I, it is, it's interesting though, because like, if you were to buy a laptop these days, you're lucky to get two USB ports, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like, it's always, I find that like just crazy. Like, yeah. You know, and then my, like my wife, uh, we just got her like a Chromebook and it's sure. like, I, I'm, I don't know how many are on there, but it's probably not very many. Like, I think there's maybe two. Sure. <laughs> like that's probably the standard, yeah. but it's like getting scary. Well, and it, I think I was reading that they're, um, that they're working on a new USB standard. It's a, um, it's still a USB three, but it's a new plug connector style. And it's sort of taking after the, um, lightning connector style where instead of where a it's reversible, so you can insert it either direction. Um, but that it's also just kind of a single, very thin plug so that the device devices can continue to get thinner and not be limited by the width of the USB port. Um, and I'm kind of wondering if that happening is going to result in our devices having more ports again because they can fit more and just have them, you know, stack them horizontally or if they're just going to be like, no, screw it. Just have one. And here's a really tiny USB hub that you can put in right. bag as well. Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to put one of these on here because they're more expensive to make this yeah. new technology. Right. And we're going to give you a hub, but then we're, we're trying to help you out. So it'll be a converter from this brand new plug to the old plug. To the old plug, too. Yeah, exactly. So we've made it really small. It looks really, really excellent, but now you've got a standard size USB hub. <laughs> <laughs> you know, also have to carry around in your bag. Yes, right. Right. Oh, and the USB hub is part of the wall wart as well that you have to use to charge the whole contraption. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> those things are awful. Everywhere. Uh, so I've I've actually reverse trolled, um, totally accidentally, a coworker of mine with that whole like the pointing devices set up wrong um, thing uh, while I was gone. I think I was on vacation for a couple of days, and I have a one of those magic trackpads at work as well because I've gotten really used to using the trackpad for whatever reason. And uh, you're the guy. I'm the guy. The one guy that Apple made that for. I'm the one guy that Apple <laughs> made that magic trackpad for, and I use it every day. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> I don't expect you to believe me or trust me, <laughs> but I think it's awesome. Uh, but I had somebody else in the office while I was out, saw it on my desk and was like, oh, yeah, I could give that a shot. So um, so they grabbed it. They paired it with their computer. And then before I got back, they put it back on my desk. But they had not unpaired it with their device. So I got back, and I've got everything set up, and I've been using the computer for a little while. And then uh, all of a sudden, it doesn't. It's not responding, and uh, I'm playing with the Magic Trackpad, and it's not. I can't get the mouse to move for whatever reason. And my, since this was a very common experience with the Mighty Mouse, where it would just like Bluetooth would disconnect, and I'm not. I 
I'm going to pretend that I can't see anything anymore for whatever reason. I thought that was more or less what was going on. Like I was just losing the connection and it didn't want to come back. And then I hear over the wall my coworker going, what is going on? <laughs> and as it turned out, I had repaired with his computer and it was, I was moving his mouse all around and clicking on stuff. <laughs> nice. <laughs> moving it. Uh, and yes. So if you're going to borrow a friend's Bluetooth device, make sure to unpair it before you return it. Just because you never know. You never know. The more you know. <laughs> Star. Star. I was just going to say sound effect. That was going to be my Foley yeah. sound effect. Sound effect. <laughs> Twinkle. <laughs> you made me think of uh, something. Oh, so I don't have an Apple TV. Um, okay. But with uh, newer Apple TVs, like that's the point to have them in the office, right? Is that you can just connect to it with a Mac. Boom, you're done. Yes, you can do the AirPlay. Uh, of your so you can do screen sharing that way um, yeah. or you could like send something out of iTunes to that right yeah so have you ever done that to someone like they're in the middle of a meeting with a client and then you just take over the TV inadvertently and... <laughs> really <laughs> yeah I've done that before <laughs> uh, and and <clears throat> it's inadvertent in the sense that so we have like well we have like five conference of rooms, rooms now yeah Tons of conference rooms, and they don't—they're not all equipped with Apple TV yet. Um, but three of them, I think, have Apple TVs from where they were previously located. And um, it, since we're kind of in flux, the Apple TVs were moving between rooms, and so they were no longer labeled correctly. They were no longer labeled with the room that you were in. Um, and even the rooms themselves had completely different names. So you just had no way of lining up the labels and knowing which was which. So you had to just go like Apple TV by Apple TV until you found the one that you were, that you were on. And I can only imagine that because I would have been doing that probably with my iPad. Cause that's the most common thing is like, Oh, let me show you this app and I'm going to put it on the screen so everybody can see it. So you airplay from your, um, airplay mirror from your uh ipad and of course mine has you know pictures of my daughters on the um as the wallpaper so i can only imagine that like somebody's in the middle of this presentation and then all of a sudden bloop here comes like the time and these two you know these two little baby girls just show up take over the screen and then walk away again <laughs> and flashing I, gang signs yes flashing gang are, signs yeah, yeah. uh <clears throat> It's it's been really hard at home because one's a crip and one's a blood. And right. It's just it's a constant battle. You have to draw lines across the floor Everything. and be like, you're yeah. on this side and you're on this side. And yes, I'm giving her chocolate milk, but I'm giving you white milk. It's fine. Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> little little known fact about Crips and Bloods is that they're very particular about their milk. So. Yeah, I saw that on a, uh, a documentary, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the the Chromecast is very similar. So yeah, we actually yeah. took it to the in laws' house just to show them how it works. And okay, uh, I think we might have just brought it so we had Netflix to just watch something after dinner. And yeah, uh, and they were like, "Oh, that's really great." And um, the wife, <laughs> she. 
I was like showing them something, and then all of a sudden the screen flickered, and then she had taken it over with her phone. Yeah, yeah. And like the in-laws were just like they were almost getting it. They were like, "Oh, I see." So that like so, like it connect, and then like yeah. when she did it. They're like, "What just happened?" <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. "She has control now." Wait, she can do that? <laughs> yes. I was like, yeah, right. it makes for fun at home. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't want to watch that on Netflix right now. Here's a sports documentary. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's uh, And what's kind of cool with the Chromecast is I haven't played with it in a while, but um, when it first came out, there was very few apps. But there's a couple that are just like um, games, like the typical bar trivia games. Like, So we can both oh, log in okay. with our phones and play a game against each other. Oh, that's interesting. So then like the question will pop up on the screen and then you can like uh, buzz in and answer. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like really neat stuff to like play with, it looks like. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's – so does the Chromecast, does it tell you when you're going to take it over that somebody else is using it? No. <laughs> you, you can just do it. Yeah. yeah, you can just do it. It's like yeah. boom. Yeah, that's that's the same with uh, the Apple TV and AirPlay. So if it, the, any Apple TV that's available, and sometimes it can be a little bit weird which ones are available because it, I think Apple's trying to do some smarts about like the network connection and figure out if you have solid enough Wi-Fi to really support doing AirPlay mirroring or not. Because mm. um, sometimes you'll get a list and it'll be like, okay, I can see that conference room and that conference room, but not the one that I'm in. That's weird. Um, and that's, I think, why we haven't gotten more Apple TVs to fill out all the rest of the conference rooms is kind of because it does seem like, I mean, when it's working, it works great. Right. But sometimes you can't get the Apple TV that you need to actually show up. Do you think they have like list. some? Uh, was uh, I mean, it's just a weird thing that always obsessed me about the Roku, but because you there's like no off switch, like you plug it in and it's right. on. You so plug it in, and it's on. Yeah. I just wondered, like, if too might there might be some sort of like power saving mode that they don't tell you about or something. So it's like not, you know, yeah, yeah, it's not active. It's like because I remember the Roku would take a while to like wake up, and then once it got going, it was like right. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of it too is, um, so at home I've got three Apple TVs because I'm ridiculous and I can always see all three of them. I've never had the problem where they just like disappear. Oh, really? Um, but I know that part of what Apple's doing in there, so they have this thing in the back end that they used to call it rendezvous. And then they changed the name to Bonjour because of like a trademark thing or something like that. But that's basically like a networking protocol that helps the computers and devices see each other on the network. And part of that protocol lets a device that could potentially go to sleep tell the router, hey, this is the service that I make available. This is what my name is. There's a possibility that I'll that I may go to sleep. I'll let you know <laughs> if I'm going to go to sleep, <laughs> but I'm still here and you can wake me up if you need to. Um, they don't go to sleep according to Luna. <laughs> they go into like a low power state. Yes, exactly. It, they it's it's more or less a wake on land kind of state. Um, oh, okay. So uh, similar to how your you can have your computer go to sleep, right. but there's that toggle for wake on activity. Um, that same kind of that same kind of thing happens on the Apple TV, and then one of the other things that happens with the Apple TV that's it's a yeah it's a low power mode, um, but 
the other thing that it does that is annoying if you have like an HDMI switch is they are always sending some kind of a hey I'm here signal over the HDMI as well. So your HDMI switch always thinks that there's some kind of video signal coming even if there's not. And if you have one of those fancy auto sensing HDMI switches that's like I'm going to show you whatever thing is on. Oh yeah. It will go to the Apple TV and then it will just stay there because um it it thinks the Apple TV is still on. So some app, some HDMI switches kind of try to be smart and then auto switch if they see another device come on, they'll switch to that device. Um but that's that's one of those things where Apple's like, "Oh yeah, we see you have this standard." Um whatever. <laughs> We're just going to always send an HDMI signal. How's that sound? Even if the little light on the front of the Apple TV is off and the Apple TV is quote unquote off, it's uh it's still on. It's doing something. Yeah, I think the Chromecast the way they get around uh maybe doing something to that effect is they constantly cycle through these like awesome like backgrounds like underneath the clock and everything. So, yeah. I think that's sort of their way of just like refreshing the HDMI like to, you know, I don't think they're actually sending that signal. Yeah. But it, yeah. It freaked me out the first time uh, <clears throat> cuz I I think I talked about it before, but I plugged the Chromecast uh, directly into my stereo. Oh, okay. Rather than yeah. the TV and um send it that way, but it's like awesome just because now like you know I can listen to music or whatever through the Chromecast. Sure. Yeah. Done deal. And uh <laughs> The first time I just like said, oh, maybe I'll, you know, watch something or listen to something and I pull up like the app on my phone or tablet, all of a sudden my stereo turned on because it was off in standby mode, but it jumped to uh, cable because it it assumes like the auto on is probably like a cable box. So I was like, oh, that's weird. So I moved my um, Chromecast from whatever HDMI I had plugged into to the cable satellite part because I'm like, well, it automatically switches to that when it gets some sort of HDMI signal. So I guess I'll just not fight it. And so ever since that, it's that, that works pretty good. I'm like, oh, that 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 works really well. <laughs> Who knew my stereo could do that? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so I think that's probably the only time that Chromecast will send out a signal like that is when it's like first engaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times, indeed. <laughs> so you're liking the Chromecast? I don't use it that often because, for whatever reason, I don't. It. Uh, after a while, like it, it, it works really well. But then, um, finally, I got brave one day and decided to tabcast, which I've heard like from Jonah and other people uh, that is really awful. Uh, yeah. And it is like really, yeah, like it, it'll work for like you know a half hour, and then all of a sudden, like when it freezes, you're done doing tabcasting <laughs> until you probably like restart the Chromecast, like. Or switch apps or something. Yeah. That's the one thing that's really annoying about the Chromecast is the communication, which I'm sure it must be really hard, but the communication between your device and the Chromecast is uh, kind of lacking. So if I open up YouTube to watch movies or you know YouTube videos on Chromecast, um, the YouTube logo comes up on my TV and then I'm watching videos and then I close the YouTube app on my tablet 
and start doing something else. YouTube's still hanging out on my TV for like, there's like a timeout, like I think. <laughs> okay. So it'll just hang out for a while and then Chromecast will be like, oh, cool. You stop using it. All right. <laughs> and then it'll go back to the home screen. But, and so even sometimes when I like switch, like I'm like, okay, I'm done looking at YouTube videos. I'll switch over to songs and listen to some music. Even then there's like sort of like a, a delay, you know, like sure, yeah, like songs is like, oh, you know, um, I see you have a Chromecast. Do you want to use it? Yeah, and it still has a YouTube logo on it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm like, okay, that's kind of annoying, but yeah, I think it would be. I think it's it's useful for those like sort of instant moments, like, oh yeah, have you seen this video? Let me throw yeah, it up let me for toss you. That up there, yeah. But as far as like using it as a permanent device, it's it's just kind of I find it kind of awkward, just that I have to have like my phone or something by because there's no remote or anything. So yeah, yeah. It's like oh okay, I mean it's kind of handy when you're like an old man and you have bad eyes and your wife has like a really small HD TV, <laughs> so you can like look at the movies on Netflix and then tell it to stream. But sure, yeah. <clears throat> I think. Um, I think I I somehow uh, trust. Um, well, that's I think that's the thing that gets me is uh, if I'm going to watch Netflix, we've been doing it on the PlayStation Three for like a year. Mm-hmm. Why would I not do it on the PlayStation Three as opposed to the Chromecast? Yeah, because sure. if I'm watching on the Chromecast, it's just like destroying the battery on my device, right? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I kind of need to use my phone, so. I'm not going to, it doesn't destroy it because all the image is going somewhere else, but I'm right, obviously right. I'm using the device, which is kind of weird. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> Google I.O. this year, they said something that will probably make my wife happy if it works. Um, <laughs> they said they're they're working on later this year or early next year. Um, you won't have to be on the same network as the Chromecast. Okay. And um, so that will be helpful because I have two networks, one a VPN right. and one's yeah. not. So so it's always like, uh, oh, I have to switch networks before I can use the Chromecast. Sure, yeah, so, right. So it's kind of handy, but then I'm like, I think they, they're working on security for that then too. Yeah. Because <laughs> now yeah. you have to right. say, yeah. So they're like, so I can't remember what they said. Like there's probably going to be some sort of authorization Okay. Kind of a thing. Yeah. Or he said, I think it might be like right in the ID of like the Chromecast. Like there's going to be something in there. I can't remember. Anyway, watch Google I.O. <laughs> yes. Um, Apple did something interesting with the Apple TV in this most recent iteration where um, it's had blue, it's had a Bluetooth chip in it for quite a while and they didn't really do a lot with it at first. Um, and then recently well not that recently this is quite a while ago they added bluetooth keyboard support to it so you can link a bluetooth keyboard with your apple tv which is for the most part you know you don't really need it for the majority of the interface but when you need to search for something it's really nice to have the bluetooth keyboard to be able to type in a search to the search box instead of using the remote to go through the keys <laughs> but then separately from that something they did more recently is if you have a brand new Apple TV out of the box, you can actually use an app with your um, 
basically you can set your phone on top of your Apple TV after you've plugged it in and the two will more or less see each other and the Apple TV can configure itself for your network based on your phone if you give it permission to. So it's the kind of thing where like basically you pair them over Bluetooth, punch in the numbers that you see on the screen from the TV so that the Apple TV knows that those two things are paired and then it will configure itself via iOS um, for your for your internet, so you don't have to go through and punch in all the password stuff initially. That's Just, really cool. Yeah, yeah, and it it will migrate your iTunes account into it and everything. Like you'll be up and running with your Apple TV in thirty seconds. Yeah, because the Chromecast, what it does is you plug it in, and it's broadcast. Like the first time, it's yeah, like on yeah. Wi-Fi, so it's like a Wi-Fi device. Sure. And so then um, you get the Chromecast app from Android and you load it on your phone and it says, oh, yeah, I see it. It's right there. And it connects to it Mm -hmm. because it's just this little device. And then so now your phone is connected through Wi-Fi to the Chromecast. Right. So you're not on the Internet anymore. And then you have to, like, say, this is my network and here's my password both to get back on yeah yeah it whatever they've done to it like you you configure the chromecast it restarts itself and once it's restarting itself your phone kicks back to your network so yep. you're not right. having to redo it all which sure. is nice but i do find that like sort of an awkward procedure <laughs> so can you stream local media from your device as well to the chromecast I think there are there's a couple of apps that allow you to do that that people have okay. developed, but I don't think that it's anything that like uh, Google has made a, an app specific for. So they they would rather that you stream something directly off of Google Play, like maybe something that you own in your Google Play library or Netflix or something along those lines. Um, what's what I do find kind of interesting is it's sort of like here's the code. To connect to a Chromecast, good luck. Okay. So, <laughs> what it's what is interesting is there's very few. At least at the beginning, there's probably more, but there's very like that video or that little trivia game I was telling you about. Like mm-hmm. this is like a Chromecast app, but for the most part, it's just apps that now have a Chromecast button. Yeah, like right. The developer has to add the code, so it's. It's like, so as you're asking, like, can you stream? It just, does my app allow me to stream? Does the new VLC media player allow me to connect to a Chromecast? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a cool solution that way, but yeah, I just wonder like if the protocol is like so stupid, easy to use that like it'll be in a bunch of apps or if it's just like, well, I want to do this with a Chromecast and I can't figure out how to do it because... Right. protocol that doesn't have it <laughs> right. in there yeah. yet you know what i so i had heard this on another podcast um called well it it was the the podcast i guess formerly known as frame rate frame rate was a podcast that was on um the twit network this week in tech network um but they've moved off now they're called cord killers um and they were talking about how uh, one of the hosts had gone over to a friend's house and this friend is a gadget nerd, like, <laughs> like we are more or less. <laughs> and the, what they ran into was they had that like, Oh, have you seen this video moment? 
And then they realized they had too many different ways to put it up on the TV because this person had like three or four different devices and they all had some kind of streaming support. So there was like an Apple TV and a Roku and a, a Chromecast and an Xbox. And they needed to figure out like which one. And a tiny man with a projector. And a tiny man with a <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> Somebody carrying one of those Pico projectors yes. that you plug in via 30 pin to your iPad or whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've I may or may not own one of those somewhere. Yes. <laughs> uh so they um anyway what they landed on strangely enough was the Xbox. Um but they apparently were using the Chromecast's protocol with the Xbox. So like the Xbox is putting some kind of um it's putting a similar kind of protocol in the world where it's like, hey, I can mirror a video stream that looks like X, Y, or Z. And that must be the same. They must hmm. be using an open standard that's similar to what the Chromecast uses because you can use literally the Chromecast button in that app and the Xbox shows up as that. Nice. And I didn't know, I didn't know from the conversation if that was something that they had added to their Xbox or if that's something the Xbox does out of the out of the box, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that is kind of interesting. Now I have to go home and experiment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I didn't know if it was uh, Xbox 360 or Xbox One. There's a um, lot of information missing. Or the other Xbox One. This is like when I tell you I read something online and then I admit that I didn't read the article. <laughs> I just read right. the title. Right. I actually just read the headline, <laughs> and I could not believe what happened next because I literally didn't read the rest of it. <laughs> uh, yes, back to the little uh, Pico projector. Yeah, I like that. Is that, yeah. a, is that a projector in your pocket or are your testicles glowing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. And to my... Let's see, geographically left and 2,700 kilometers away would be Paul Delu, Mr. Digi Delu. And you can find him at Paul D on many, many social media formats. And I am Chris. And you can find me at Sick Days. Um, that would be S I K K D A Y S on Twitter and Cupcake and lots of other things that I probably don't check enough. Again, thanks for listening to Montreal Sauce. This is not NPR.